The Sunday Sit-Down on Algoa FM. It is just after 25 to 1 now, and I have Dr. Yohani Vermeulen on the line. Good afternoon. Am I keeping you from lunch? <laughs> I shall not. No, not yet. Not yet. And, and who's in charge of that today? No, actually I'm not. I have been invited over for lunch. So. Yes, that is a score. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, listen, I don't know who you allowed to give the quick little background party. You know, they've put your age in there. I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd allow that. Yeah, I, I, I did frown upon it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to mention it aside from saying, the good news for you is I'm older than you are. <laughs> um, well, so, Dr. Johanny Vermeulen is um, the uh, well, heads up pediatric oncology at the um, provincial hospital in Kabecha, and um, as as you know, um, Chuck is our beneficiary for the virtual Algoa FM Big Walk for Cancer this year. Um, and I was asking Dr. Johanny when I, I called her now uh, when it was that she and I had the Sunday sit down, and she terrified me by telling me that she thinks that it was 2015. <laughs> I went back to to go and listen to the chat, and now uh, I made a few notes, and now I feel bad to ask you a question like, do you still have the Labrador that used to wake you early in the morning um, for couch cuddles? Absolutely, and he's still doing that. Okay, cool. He's, he's just an older puppy now, but he's still a puppy in heart. <laughs> and despite being a full-sized Labrador, is convinced he is still a lapdog. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, uh. Um, so, d- d- you are the, the, the well, you were the little girl who, by eight or nine, knew that she wanted to be a doctor. There you were at school in Koster, where your dad was teaching. Um, and I still asked you, Koster, what? Uh, Northwest <laughs> Province. We now also know, which is good. Uh, Mom and sister still in Pretoria. Yeah, yeah, they still there. Okay, cool. Uh, the thing that I said to you at the time was, why pediatric oncology? Because, and, and the reason for my question then, and it's worth repeating now, is there is an inevitable great sadness that comes with your work. There must be some insanely amazing triumphs, <laughs> but cancer in children has surely got to be one of the saddest things there is. Yeah, so um, we've got sad, sad times, and my honesty is probably going to sound really cheesy. But you really have to believe that God has called you for this. It's it's a weird thing. It's, it's the, the same thing that causes you, you know, the most pain. It's also the thing that causes you the most happiness. Um, I would have never known this is where, where my, I will find my niche or my happiness. And um, I have to believe this is where God has called me. And we will sustain me because otherwise, yeah, we, we will not survive. It, 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 it can be hard. It can be hard. Yeah, it, it, it must take a lot out of you. you. You must really have to, at times, maintain a very difficult professional distance. Yeah. But you, but you <laughs> can't. And I know from the chat from, from a few years ago, you don't have that ability. So I'm well impressed that, that you're still doing this. So <laughs> on to the, the questions I've been tasked to answer you today or ask you today. Um, first of all, how does the work that you do support Chuck? who are, as we know, the beneficiary of this year's virtual Algoa yeah. FM Big Walk for Cancer? Um, I, I think it's actually the other way around. Oh, wow. In that, um, yeah, in that Chuck really support us. So, we, like you know, we're based at the provincial hospital and we, we see both the state hospital kids and the kids who have got medical aids. Um, we, we concentrate on the medical part, obviously, and um, we full well realize that that is not all our kids and their families need. I mean, um, 
there's so much more. I think we, pediatric oncology is probably the poster child for um, multidisciplinary approach. And they need so much more, so much more social support, um, financial support, and just well, basically all the need they can have. And, and, and Chuck really concentrate on giving back to them, but they don't work independent from us. They, they work closely with us, um, I think, basically just so that we can we can just advise each other on, on what the needs of our kids are, you know, yeah. and how to fulfill that. So, you know, it's basically more, more the supporting us, I think. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and now the question I fear I know the answer to already, has there been a noticeable increase in the diagnosis of childhood cancer over the years? Yeah, no, sure, definitely. It's actually alarming. But I think I think on the on the good side of that answer, one also has to think that perhaps an answer for why that is happening is that we are so much better in recognizing it and diagnosing it. You know, twenty years ago or fifty years ago, we didn't have all the um, scans, the radiology, um, you know, the laboratory investigations, the awareness, and and I feel a lot of kids probably has passed away without the pro- proper diagnosis. So. That might be the good side of the coin. Okay. So on, on to then, um, the, the early diagnosis, of course, is the most key thing uh, when it comes to any kind of treatment, obviously, but particularly mm. cancer treatment. So uh, yeah. the question now is, what are the signs that you could look out for or pick up? And then how important is early diagnosis as well as treatment? Yeah. Well, the short answer is very it's yeah. very important. It's not just about um, survival and prognosis. It's also about the the intensity of the treatment and the burden of the treatment. You know, as if you certain of the solid tumors, if you pick it up early, you can get away with surgery only. Whilst if you pick it up later, you're looking at a course of intensive chemotherapy, radiotherapy, mutilating surgery, even if they do survive. So it's also about, you know, the burden of the treatment. Um, looking at most important signs and symptoms, that is about a two-hour lecture on itself. Right. But you you do find what we call certain red flag signs. And I know we endorse an abbreviation called Simsiluin that um, basically goes through all of your red flag signs. But that you can Google and find anywhere. I, I think what I find helpful to tell people is any symptoms or signs that, number one, you cannot explain, is unexplainable and doesn't go away or getting worse, and is not in line with your child's personality. I think, and I, and I think that's also for doctors and nurses and community members to know. You go through the red flag signs and there are things like fever and lymph nodes, and, and this freaks people out, and it freaks parents out because, I mean, which toddler doesn't get a fever from time to time? And, you know, what I mean with unexplained is obviously if your kid has got flu or tonsillitis and there's a fever, that's one thing. But a fever that's persistent, you cannot explain, doesn't go away with treatment, weird lumps and bumps that you cannot explain, bruises that you cannot explain, a child that's always running, suddenly doesn't want to run, just lying, you know, things like that. I find that quite helpful, you know, telling people who doesn't work with these things every day. 
And our, our last formal question yeah. for today, sure. how, how vital is the support, and I think you've answered this in, in part already, how vital is the support that Chuck gives to parents and guardians? Because it sounds like it has become quite sophisticated, quite specialized and, and, and effective because it, it requires obviously a very delicate touch, um, great compassion, surely. So, but yeah, let me rather have you answer the question. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I, yeah, like you said, I probably have answered a bit in the first question, but it, it's really vital. You know, from a medical point of view, we are always running out of resources. We are always running out of time, and with resources, I don't I don't necessarily only mean financial. You know, you you really think of time and and like you say, compassion and just being there. I think. I think just having having someone there for you who's concentrated on only your needs and your family. Oh, and so to give an exo- example, um, it doesn't help we give the kids chemotherapy and we send them home and there's no food to eat at home. It doesn't help we give them chemotherapy and we send them home and they don't have money to for transport. You know, some of our kids live like 400 kilometers from from us. So these are the things that that's really vital in even in their survival. You know, so it's really vital the support we get from Chuck. And and then obviously important that it be multifaceted. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Dr. Johanny Vermeulen, I hope you enjoy the lunch that you have been invited to. Thank you very much for taking a little time out of your Sunday lunch to, to um, help us a little bit with a little bit of uh, more knowledge and awareness. And um, we look forward to walking virtually with you in uh, just less than three weeks' time. Thank you, Sean. It's been to chat to you every six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not wait as long, huh? I'm sure I said this a week ago. <laughs> Thank you again. Okay, cool. Thank you. Look after yourself. You Bye. too. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, just less than three weeks to go. Make sure you visit algoafm.co.za for all the details on the virtual Algoa FM Big Walk for Cancer. It is Saturday, the 30th of October. Uh, You will need a limited edition pink T-shirt to make that statement about your support for those affected by cancer. A limited number left and uh, algoafm.co.za, your best resource for that. It's virtual, which means you can choose your own route, your own time between 8 and uh, 10 on uh, Saturday, the 30th. On air. On air. Online. Online and all over your world. This is Algoa FM.